Welcome to Props with Pops, a podcast brought to you for the purpose of providing insights and experience to your life situations where you need a non-judgmental opinion of how to improve your life. Picture sitting down with a close friend and your grandfather to hash out what's been bothering you without fear of being judged. At the very least, you're sure to walk away with some wisdom that just might make your day. The following information is provided by Becks and Pops for entertainment and informative purposes only. Please seek the advice of trained, licensed professionals before acting on insights from today's podcast. Hey Pops, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. So welcome to week two. This is episode two with Props with Pops. Props with Pops. Okay, what do we got today, Bex? Great. So the theme today is plenty of fish in the sea. Oh, fishing story. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is more relationship-based. Ooh, relationships. Plenty okay. of fish in the sea. Great. Not so, sure I'm the greatest guy to ask for that, but let's, uh, let's give it a whirl. I'm sure your experience can shed some light on these stories and possibly give them a new perspective. Yeah, definitely I can do that. Uh, but I have been married for over three decades, uh, so transitioning from one partner to the next is not a strong suit, but let's see what happens. Well, your longevity of your relationship is definitely credible. Well, thank you for that. Um, I do have an opinion or a theory on that. It really depends on how well you're matched up. In my case, I basically just married my best friend. Oh, that's sweet. You know, so that's what it really takes. Yeah. Uh, you know, things come and go in any relationship, but if you're with your partner, you know, relationships over the long term, and I'm assuming that's what your listeners are shooting for, aiming for, uh, but relationships do take various stages. Now you get into the, the initial stage, everybody loves the infatuation, you know, just can't get enough of each other kind of thing. That's wonderful. Um, but after three decades, you know, it really kind of morphs into more of a friendship, more of a almost a partnership. Um, we, we have a deeper feeling for each other. It's a, a caring feeling and, uh, and, and definitely... You know, having someone who is your quote-unquote best friend is is uh, my advice for longevity. But let's let's hear what uh, what the questions are coming in. Let's hear what they have to say. Yeah, so let's get to it, shall we? This first story is coming from Reddit r slash a i t a h, which also means "Am I the asshole?" So this was posted four days ago. It's pretty fresh. Am I the asshole if I ask my boyfriend to move move out of my condo? Advice needed. My boyfriend, 33, and I, 35, have been dating for 2.5 years now. A year and a half ago, I bought my own condo to start an investment that would help me in my retirement years. My boyfriend did not contribute to any of the buying and closing process. He and his genie, which I'm assuming his uh, little dog, Moved in after I got the keys. At first, I thought it was fine, but now looking like his place and not mine. He smokes, drinks, TikToks all the time. He complains he's tired when he works less hours than I. My friends can't come over often because his dog chooses who he likes and doesn't like. 
I don't want to face the liability of my friends getting bit or annoyed by his constant barks if he is crated up. We clash on home renovations when, honestly, it should be up to me to make these decisions. Last year, he had squirrels eat up wires in his car, and since then, he never had the urge to repair because my vehicle is available. I work from home. Well, this week, the squirrels decided to nibble on mine. I've started the process of getting quotes and repairs planned, a process that's a headache, but doable in my opinion. When I brought up why he hasn't fixed his car yet, he said, what's the point when the squirrels are going to eat up the wires again? It's the same answer that he keeps giving me. Am I the asshole if I ask him to move out? And would he hopefully get his life back together? I feel like I know what I need to do, but need to hear others' point of view. Okay. Uh, boy, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of moving parts to that. Uh, my first question is, is your problem with your boyfriend or your boyfriend's dog? Mm-hmm. Could it just be a matter of getting rid of the dog and then continuing on? Because if there's really something there, right, you need to throw that away just because a dog is getting in the way. Sure. Um, I love animals, but if... Um, and it, it almost sounds a little like, you know, you, you knew... Did you know this going in? You knew he had a dog, right? I'm assuming so. I mean, him and his job moved in after I got the keys. Okay. All right. Well, you know, obviously it's your place, and, and you can decide who stays and who goes. Right. Uh, you so, have full control of the property you right. own. But it sounds a little bit more, if we dig deeper and look beyond the surface, it sounds like there really isn't a basis for the two of you being together. Are you the asshole? I don't know. Maybe. But but maybe this just isn't a partnership that you envisioned. Uh, maybe it's just something that, you know, the two of you shouldn't be together. And right. that's, it's entirely possible. It's entirely, it's more likely the case, I would say. Okay. One thing that I do want to throw out there is one of the main differences between, you know, men and women, mm-hmm. and this doesn't always apply to just men and women, but uh, women have a way of thinking they can change a guy. Oh. So they, I can change him. Yeah, I, he's great. He does this and this I don't like, but I can change him. So they go into a relationship thinking they can change somebody. Men go into the relationship thinking they want everything to be exactly like it is now forever. So women get mad at a dude for not changing. Dudes get mad at women because they want them to change. So if you can avoid all of that, and again, like I said earlier, if you have a best friend where you work together, you know, a 50-50 relationship, 50-50 partnership where you can count on each other, trust each other, and you really want to help each other, nurture each other, be there for each other. If you're in that kind of a relationship, you can get past anything. But it doesn't sound like uh, you started this relationship on that kind of fundamental, you know, um, building block right yeah so i honestly think no you are not the asshole if you ask him to move out it's your house he's obviously going through something right now whether that be you know he says he he's he smokes he drinks and he tiktoks all the 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 time and he complains he's tired and works less hours than me yeah but you know you, you knew him before you knew he drank you knew he smoked you knew he tiktoked so is this a case where she thought she could change him? Oh. I mean, if it is, then you still have the right to throw him out. Uh, right. 
I mean, yeah. it's your and, house. And you, it's your you're, not, you're not being an asshole for doing that. Unless it depends on how you do that. Then mm-hmm. that could put you in the asshole category. But uh, but if you just have a heart-to-heart and say, listen, this isn't what I was looking for. This just isn't working out kind of thing. And then and then move on. But I, I have to believe you knew he drank and smoked and did all that stuff before he moved in. Right. Yeah. So... Maybe the mistake you made was letting him move in in the first place. Mm-hmm. But no, you're not the asshole if you decide to end the relationship. Can I read the first comment? It has a little bit more yeah, additional information. Let's give us some more background. Great. So the first comment is not the asshole. Sweetie, he is using you. He moved into your house, drives your car. Isn't trying to be proactive in fixing or obtaining a new one. Like, does he even pay the bills? And the original writer, the original poster OP, replied back, he pays about 40% of the mortgage and bills, but nothing on the car. Maybe twice a month he fills up gas. Does that, you know, impact your statement? Uh, you know, not a lot. You know, it, it, again, this is sounding more like it wasn't a good fit from the very beginning. I mean, you really want a partner who's going to support you, a partner who wants to see you grow, a partner who wants to help and be a part of that process. Not somebody who is just looking for, you know, a cheap room and uh, and a free car to use. Right. So. Yeah. I feel like. I'm thinking it was not a good, you know, start, not a good. Foundation. Foundation. Plenty of fish in the sea for for our writer here. Plenty of fish in the sea. Absolutely. Especially if there's, you know, no marriage and no kids involved. Because what you're experiencing now is not going to change. Mm -hmm. Don't expect it. You're not going to be able to fix him. Uh, this is something that has to come organically from what he wants to do and accomplish in life. And maybe you sit down and explain that and, and see how he feels it. But uh, I suspect that uh, the path you're on now is going to be the right one for you. That's great, Pops. Is there any more with that one or shall we move on? Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. All right, this one's a little bit intense. Uh So this one is coming from the same page, r slash A-I-T-A-H. Am I the asshole for calling off my wedding because I discovered something? Dot, dot, dot. Advice needed. We're going to have to have more context than that. Yeah, definitely. What did you discover? Hi, female 28 here. Got engaged last year with my ex-boyfriend of more than 10 years. We never lived together, but I think I can confidently say that I know him, or so I thought. Turns out he is in so much debt with the bank and tons of cash loan applications. The reason? He's addicted to online gambling, Casino Plus, Bingo Plus, and more. I know he is playing casino online, but I never thought he is already addicted to the point of needing to apply for loans just so he can play. Am I wrong for immediately calling off the wedding? For context, I came from a family where debt and gambling has always been a problem. So I promised myself that I want to get out of this situation. My friends are telling me to try and fix things first and help him with his problems instead of leaving him. What do you guys think? Well, that's a tough one. It sounds like based on your experiences with your own family that you absolutely knew this is something you wanted to avoid. It is difficult for me to believe that in the 10 years you've had with this person, you had no idea they were doing that on their own. Uh, so let's just go into the assumption that it, it was a surprise to you and you're just now finding out. If that's the case, and again, if 
there's no children involved in, in uh, you said you were calling off the wedding, so that means you weren't married, then I, I wouldn't have a problem with you calling it off. And, you know, you have a right to live the life you want to live. Uh, and you have the right to live the way you, uh, to marry someone who will support, love and support you. So, uh, no, you're not the asshole here. Uh, but you have to be delicate about how you uh, go forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is this is very tough. Ten years and being 28, so they started dating at 18. Or this female writer here. Um, yeah, so it's going to be devastating. I mean, obviously, you're going to lose a significant portion of your life. But hey, listen, you're still 28. There's plenty of fish in the sea. And you never lived together. So maybe next, next boyfriend, live with him for six months. See what he spends his money on. He should be open to, oh, yeah, you know, here are my statements. If you're really serious about marriage, they should... You know, you should take a peek at least or at least have a conversation about finances before you tie the knot. And um, 28, you know, you're still young relatively. And if you get out now, yes, it will be devastating. But B, you won't have to deal with this for the rest of your life. I mean, you already have your family's background history with it. And that's your boundary. You set that for yourself. You never wanted to continue that family. Yeah, this is an addiction. Yeah, this is an addiction. Absolutely. It, it, again, it's it's difficult to know that, to, to think you didn't know any of this before. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough addiction that you know, it's not going to be solved anytime soon. So unless you want to live that life, you are better off moving on now. Yeah, you are not the asshole. Um, maybe moving forward, in, instead of cutting off, you know, all contact when you guys do break up, maybe send him some resources on, you know, some therapist nearby or some articles like on addiction, you know, something to help him get started so you're not kind of leaving him, you know, cold and dusted. Yeah, maybe maybe give him a chance to improve. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all of us need a second chance once in a while. Yeah, but with you out of the equation, for sure. But you can definitely pause the wedding. Absolutely. No question there. Yeah. And then just make it clear that this needs to stop before we go forward. Right. And, and maybe that's all the uh, this person needs to hear to get themselves turned around. Right. It could be a wake-up call for this individual. So. Right. Can yeah. I read the first comment here? Yeah, go ahead. This is from another Redditor out in the universe. My father gambled away millions of dollars. He took mm. loans out on the house so much that six years after his death, we are still finding out the damage he did to us. You will never fix him. You will never live your entire life in debt and covering for him. Get out. Love does not conquer this addiction. Yeah, that's uh, that's about as bad as any addictions are, really. Jeez. Um, it has the ability to just destroy families, so... I can understand why you wouldn't want to start off together like this. Yeah, yeah. You're not the asshole, and get out while you still can. And you're still young. You know, you're you're not even thirty yet, so you just have plenty of time to find another partner. And moving forward, let the future partners know. Hey, listen, gambling? No. <laughs> or you know, make it clear from the beginning that that's a clear boundary for you. That's good advice. Any, good advice, um, Bex. Any more with this one? No, I think you handled that well. Okay, great. Let's move on to this one. This one's a little longer. This one was also uh, posted four days ago on Reddit, r slash am I the asshole? This one is actually spelled out, so it's that page instead of the A-I-T-H one. 
Am I the asshole for telling my wife that she's entitled and has it too easy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Long time lurker here. This one, you, you'll probably, I want to hear your take on this one, Pops. Um, so this is going to be interesting. I, male 48, and my wife, Anne, female 47, live by ourselves. Our kids have both moved out. I'm the breadwinner, and Anne is a stay-at-home mom. Now she has the housewife after our youngest moved out last year. What's changed is that she's, she says that she's owed for raising our kids and taking care of the household. She wants more personal time, less work around the house. And so I've basically taken over all of the housework, cooking three meals, cleaning the house. I'm still working a full-time job, and I've never slacked on chores that I did, such as gardening, hard lifting, etc. And I was never an absent father. I bore it with the past year, but she's gotten more abusive, outright berating me in front of the kids when they visit that I'm only a good for my strength and don't think about the household at all. While she's doing less of the household work, it's gotten to the point that I just want to relax in the car with a good solid minute because I know there's a long list of things to do. Last night, she was out with her friends while I slept early for work. This morning, I looked for the, key, for the car keys for over 30 minutes, which were not in the drawer where we always put them. I woke, her, I woke her up to ask where she put, and she just grumbled at me to find them myself before going back to sleep. I ended up finding it I ended up finding it in her handbag and got to work late. I got home today to her screaming at me for invading her privacy by going through her handbag. I tried to tell her that she told me to find them myself, but she kept cutting me off saying I should have known better than to dig her through personal belongings. That she has rights and I should respect them and to wait for her to wake up before getting to her to find the keys myself. It was when she said she didn't care that, that if I was late to work that I lost it. Her exact line was, it's not, it's not like you were needing that stupid money anymore. I yelled back at her that she was entitled and selfish and that the only reason she's able to enjoy her current time is because of my stupid money. That she's been having it far too easy the past year and if she wanted to see what she's owed, she can go back to either working or doing some of the chores she's dumped on me. Anne was shell-shocked that I yelled back at her. The rest of the night was quiet and she locked herself in our bedroom and hasn't come out. I've called our kids and told them what happened. My daughter agrees with me, but my son says that I may have gotten being too harsh to call her entitled and implied that I undermined her efforts all those years as her as a stay-at-home mom. They're going to take turns calling Anne, but I now wonder if I may have been overboard with yelling at her about taking it too easy. Daughter has suggested couples therapy, and I said mm. that she's going to suggest it yeah. to Anne as well. I'm more than willing to do so, as today's encounter made me reflect that I'm getting extreme tired of this weary of this life. Yeah, they take the daughter's advice. You guys need a team. You need couples counseling immediately. Yeah. Uh, you need somebody at, uh, at a higher level than Pops here to answer that. Uh, there's, there's, you're so much at odds against each other that... Um, there's nothing I'm going to be able to say that's going to bridge that gap. So, yes, I would encourage both of you to go to couples counseling and be open and honest. And um, if both of you are willing to go and willing to work on this, then you have a, a chance to heal. But I suspect it might be too, too late for that. And it, it would be a real shame to part ways at this juncture. So try your best to be as open as you can, but... You need to get a trained professional involved on this one. 
Yeah, I agree with Pops here. Um, there's something going on with Anne, whether that be, you know, her hormones, you know, being 47 or she she's building up this this resentment for you for some reason after all those years of being a stay-at-home mom and we need to get to the bottom of this resentment because it's not healthy and it's not sustainable for this couple yeah i think if ann picked up some sort of a you know job or volunteer or some kind of hobby hobby or something that could you know give her a little bit more purpose more meaning that might be helpful but uh i'd let the couple's counselor weigh in on that and and give you you know further advice on how to deal with that and if uh if she's willing to go with you to counseling that's a plus that's a huge plus that's a huge plus yeah and realizing let's, let's hope that uh, she doesn't want to throw it all away and willing to do that but but yeah it's going to take more than you to bridge this one yeah realizing that there's a problem there is definitely the first step and Having her get to couples therapy lets you know that she's also willing to put in the effort as much as you are. Um, so, Pops, what do you think? Is he the asshole for telling his wife? Well, I wouldn't say an asshole based on what we've heard. Mm-hmm. But what haven't we heard? Yeah, what's Anne's We haven't Anne's heard story? her side. Yeah. Uh, so she might be a completely different side. And I'm willing to be open-minded to the fact that maybe there's something he's not telling us. But that's when the the counselor will be able to step in and make recommendations and suggestions that would be for the betterment of both of you. Good luck to you guys. I hope you work it out. Yeah, I agree with Pops. And let's hope you get to the bottom of it. And hopefully something else is going on in Anne's life that she's kind of putting this energy onto you rather than fixing an, an original problem that she's dealing with. We don't know where this is energy's coming from. So as soon as you get to the bottom of it, you know, sit her down, get to therapy and express how you feel, then that's the only way to, to properly move forward. Yeah, communication is the key for any relationship. Yeah. Whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, or... Husband, wife. Husband, wife. Or wife, any wife, business, husband, customer. Husband. Rela- uh, nothing replaces good two-way communication. Yeah. All right, who else do we have, Bex? All right, so we are going to say our last story, but I also want to highlight an important uh, state park fact oh. that um, we're going to get into Love later after parks. this story. Which state park? So it, uh, it happened in Blue Springs State Park. But Blue Springs? Is that where all the manatee hang? That is where all the manatee hang. Wow. Um, so we'll Love get into go. it. We'll get into it right after this story. Okay. So this is our last story today. This is also coming from r slash advice. This was posted six months ago. I am newly married and already won out. Advice is solely needed. I got married less than a year ago and am feeling so much regret. Before we got engaged, we had a truly pure love. We were friends for several years before we started dating. Sounds good. And secretly pinned for each other the whole time. Secretly what? Secretly pinned for each other. Pining? Pined. Seeking each other? Seeking each other. Okay. Pure love. When we got together, it was like fireworks. I had been in a long-term relationship before, but this felt different. I never once doubted that we were destined to end up together, and neither did he. The day of our engagement felt so blissful, and I truly did not experience even a fraction of doubt. However, after a few magical days of being engaged, our moms dug their claws into our wedding plans. Long, Long story short... Our wedding planning process turned very sour very quickly. 
my now husband would not help me with anything, and I mean anything, in regards to the wedding, no matter how much I wept and begged for his help. When his mom attacked me on a daily basis for weeks, he did nothing until I finally demanded that he ask her to stop, which immediately resolved the situation. I felt like every day for our year and a half long engagement, I was in such a state of overwhelm that I was weeping while he was in the next room playing video games. I really considered calling off the wedding, but ultimately decided to proceed with it. I guess I thought that maybe everyone experiences absolute hell in their planning their wedding, but in that we would go back to how we were before the engagement. The day of our wedding was absolutely beautiful, and at least that day, I felt like I made the right decision. However, we left our honeymoon two days after the wedding, and it all went downhill. Every night, he would stay at the bar long after I went to sleep drinking with strangers. One morning, I woke up at 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. to go to the bathroom and realized he wasn't, he was still wasn't back in our room. I started panicking because I thought something bad may have happened to him. Though it wasn't uncommon for him to drink until the early morning by himself when we were at home. When I went to look for him, I found him drinking with a woman alone on the beach. This is on your honeymoon. Sorry. Let me continue. Oh, boy. Um, it's, I'm not finished yet, but I'm sorry. I'm just a little flabbergasted here. Nothing happened between him and the woman, apparently. But he did tell me a couple months later that a separate night of the honeymoon, a woman kissed him after I went to bed. I find myself projecting onto other men in my imagination because I feel so completely and utterly let down by this relationship. I don't know what to do, and I feel so embarrassed that I'm seriously considering separation after less than a year of marriage. Any advice is welcome, but please be gentle with me. I am so heartbroken, and I really thought we were, he was different. Hmm. Boy, that, that is difficult. Um, Girl. And mother-in-laws uh, can make a bad situation worse Yeah. Uh, if you don't have a good one. To address that, the, the planning of a wedding, any wedding, is extraordinarily stressful. Right. Um, it, it falls into the, uh, you know, it, it can make or break relationships. Not every relationship has experienced stress before, which, which is one thing that Pops recommends you do before you get married, is going canoeing together. <laughs> the divorce boat, if, if you will. you can canoe together, <laughs> and you're probably going to be able to work through some stress, but... Yeah, initially, both of you should have sat down with each other, communicated with each other, and said, listen, this is our wedding, and we need to tell both sets of parents to let us have our day. This isn't about you. It's about us. And if they can't stay out of it, then maybe you elope. But we're way past that now, and it sounds like your new husband does have some type of, uh, you know, dependency. You know, we talked about that in our earlier person who sent in that you know addiction is can take many forms right and this does sound a little bit like uh, alcoholism um, so you need to get to the root of that and and maybe some time away with just you and your husband to have an honest conversation about that and let him know what it's doing to you let him know what it's doing to both of you and see if there's not a path to go forward don't be quick to throw it away you know, you really want to try. And then if you've given it a really hard try and, and nothing's working, then maybe it is time to move on. Yeah. But uh, let's try to give this another round and a second chance and make sure that your husband understands the importance of, of 
you know, the addiction that he's facing, at least, you know, maybe he'll own up to that and, and seek help and turn his life around. Right. Yeah, I agree and disagree with what Pop said. I agree with the fact that you do need to be gentle with him about this problem, but I disagree that I think I think this is done. I mean, I know Pop said give another try, and you should certainly should if you want to. But I personally think that if this man is kissing and drinking on your honeymoon with other women, then what's he gonna do when you're married? This your honeymoon it should be the peak of. Your agree. love, agree. right? I like, agree with that. I'm not, girl. If he's going out and getting drunk with other women on your honeymoon, sis. Well, see, that's the key: getting drunk. I feel like if you could eliminate that, mm-hmm. then you might go back to where you were before. That's true, because it did sound very beautiful in the beginning. Yeah, and you did say that it's not uncommon. That you would find him drinking till five in the morning at home alone. Yeah, that's that's an obvious clue. So if you can tackle the alcoholism situation, the uh, the the abuse there, uh, if you can solve that, uh, you, you may have the basis for a long lasting relationship. But if he's not willing to give up alcohol for you, then yeah, you need to move on. Yeah, and it's not going to improve if he doesn't. If he chooses that, your your life isn't going to get any better. Yeah, and maybe an ultimatum is not the right course of action, but maybe just keeping it very monitored and under control. Like you can still enjoy a glass of wine for dinner, but you know when it comes to sneaking out past five a.m. and kissing other ladies, like he's cheating, girl. Like you're married now, and he should be having those affection feelings towards you, especially on your honeymoon. So I feel really sorry for you about that. And I know you're hurting right now and it's, it's very tough, sis. Um, but like Pop said, like control the drinking aspect. See if that does anything. You've only been married for a year, so it's not the end of the world if you get in a moment slash divorce. But give it an honest shot. Let him know that there's an issue and let him know that, hey, listen, I'm out if you don't fix this. That's get- fair. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. You cheated on me on our honeymoon, right? Like, come on, man. What else are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it's the booze doing it, really. Lowering inhibition. Um, you know, if you can get rid of that, you know, if you can't handle the booze thing, then you need to go ahead and move on. Yeah, definitely. So there's, sorry about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I'm sorry, girl. And uh, there's plenty of fish in the sea out for you. Plenty of fish in the sea. And uh, speaking of plenty of fish in the sea, uh, according to the Blue Spring State Park Facebook page, there was a record-breaking morning at Blue Spring State Park about a week ago. What kind of record? So they had a manatee count of 932. 932 manatee. Yeah, that's What do you call a group of manatee? You call... (laughs) <laughs> the answer. Manatees are not usually seen in large groups. They tend to be solitary animals or are found in pairs or very small groups of six or less. So this group of 932 is a rare sighting. When they are in a group, the group of manatees is called an aggregation. Aggravation? <laughs> aggregation. Aggregation. Okay. <laughs> Definitely an aggregation. It's a crowd for sure. Yeah, it had to be something that drew them all together, like warm water or... I would think so because I mean Some this happened sort of a feeding frenzy thing or yeah this happened in Florida and the previous record on New Year's Day 2024 was 
736. Now, is this a natural spring that's feeding this water, or is it released from some power plant where the water might be a little warmer than normal? According to the Forest State Parks website, in 1970, two years before Blue Spring State Park was established, researchers tracked 14 manatees in the spring run. By 05, after after years of the park improvements and manatee protection efforts, wintering manatee numbers exceeded 200, and by 2023, that number skyrocketed to a record of 729. And like I said earlier, the record uh, about a week ago um, was 932. Wow. Well, they're just coming down to Florida like everybody else. <laughs> their winter help. Yeah, I mean, the springs stay a constant 72 degrees year-round. So if they're escaping cooler than that temps, uh, that would... Where is this place located? This place is located in Orange County, Florida. Oh, County. So that's Orange over by City. Orlando. Yeah, the center of the state. Just north of Orlando. Nice. Is there an outlet to the Atlantic? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Huh. And spring is fresh water, so Atlantic would be salt water. Yes. Right. So. Wow. Yeah, isn't that I had great no news? idea there was that many manatee in one spot. Yeah. And this state park, it brings camping, paddling, snorkeling, scuba diving, swimming, birding, boat tours, fishing, tubing, all the things you can imagine. In a, can in you a swim with park. the manatee or is that not advised? That's not advised. I mean, you can swim, I believe, a very distance away. Don't you know, touch them or anything, uh, you know, be, be respectful of their place because you're entering their home. It's their home and right. you're the visitor. Right. Definitely a good time to take some photographs. So it sounds like a fun place. Yeah. And to the aerial photograph looks really cool with like a thousand, you know, 900 of them looking down. They all just look like sea cows. Right. But yeah, Pops, anything else to wrap up the story? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Hope there's a couple of nugs of some knowledge there that might be helpful. Sometimes it does help to reach out to a paid professional if uh, if it's warranted. But uh, good luck to everybody. Good luck to everybody. And remember, there's plenty of fish in the sea, just like there is plenty of manatees in Blue Springs. Plenty of manatee in Blue Springs. <laughs> great. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for experiencing the awesomeness of Props with Pops, where every week you too can elevate your knowledge and experience. Don't look for life to be perfect. Don't look for events to be perfect. Try your best and appreciate what comes next. If you have a story or topic you would like Props with Pops advice on, please email us at propswithpop at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at propswithpop. Hey Pops, do you have a Twitter you would like to share? I do. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, I'm at Total G Daddy Move. That is Total G Daddy Move. That's on X.